The strong will rule over the weak in my utopia. It won't matter if someone is a villain or a hero. Everything is equal before power. That is what a true superhuman society should be. Big words from a big villain. This week on Shonen and Suds, as we talk about My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. <gasps> Cody! How are you, bud? I'm great, man. Glad to be back. Wonderful. Glad to be back. Me too. Me too. Glad to be back for the next episode of Shonen and Suds and Cody. Of course, the My Hero Academia fuck train does not stop. It has no breaks. And we're back again. Popcorn, soda. We got our milk duds and our junior mints. We are back in the theaters for My Hero Academia Hero Rising. Um, But of course, you know, before we get into all that, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass. And as we said, welcome to Shonen and Suds. And Cody, I'm telling you, man, this was actually the second time I had seen this movie. I, only the second time. I saw it in theaters when it was released. I saw it that release weekend, um, and I hadn't watched it since. I really liked this movie. I liked it a lot. More yeah. so the second time around. Yeah, this is my first time uh, checking this one out. And I, I, I do like... Uh, quite a bit of it. There, I do have some gripes, and we'll kind of dive into that later. Um, but mm-hmm. o- overall, I did enjoy it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I you know, we kind of talked about this before we started recording. Um, it's definitely, it definitely comes across as a lesson learned. They, I feel like they took a lot of the mistakes that were made in the first one, and immediately corrected those. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, like giving all the students a chance to do something and shine and really have their own moment. But also, I feel like some of the things they did correct in the first movie, which I know is where some of your gripes are, some of the things they did, like, perfect, they just didn't even bother to do it all in this movie. Yeah, it gives me gives me hopes for, like, the third movie. Maybe they'll just get everything oh, right. <laughs> yes. You know, like, Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Baby Bear. Too hard, too soft, just right. Sounds that's like, the uh, that's the goal. Well, third time's a charm, you know, Chris. Uh, you know, as the old saying goes, for sure. But, um, but, you know, Cody, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, we're, we're coming down the home stretch of the, uh, of the My Hero Academia train here. You know, season five is going on. You know, the third movie will be out in theater soon, uh, you know, next year. So, you know, this, will, this is, uh, I think this is a good way to give it a, uh, just a, a temporary send-off here on Shonen and Suds. And obviously, you know, once we talk about this movie, we'll have a, we'll have a fresh poll for everybody. Um, now, obviously, let's go ahead and put the baby to bed. What, what's on the poll will not be next week because next week, Cody, we are diving into the final season of Castlevania, which we have said many times. You know, we're all about giving things a proper send off. And, Cody, it has been so, so hard to, like, just not start watching Castlevania. Like, I'm, getting, I'm like, scratching my neck. I'm staring at Netflix. Like, I've been playing Castlevania on my Switch just to scratch that itch. <laughs> Yeah, and I keep seeing everybody's posts on Facebook saying, oh, this is the best season yet. God. So much better than all the other ones. And I'm just like, can't look at the comments because I don't want to hit a spoiler somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been I, tough. I quite literally, Chris, have Netflix paused right now uh, on, <laughs> on episode one, like right before there's like a little recap that starts. And I just paused it right there. So it's soon. So, like, so you're ready. You're oh, ready. Uh, Chris, I got my I got my Dracula Tepish fucking Funko pop out and I got it all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Deku sitting at the computer, just rocking back and forth. 
with your little with your little with your little Vlad Tepish doll in your hand. Yeah, quite I literally. Um, and then uh, just a quick recap. Uh, when we went over our news last week, I mentioned mm-hmm. that Funimation had an update, like an mm-hmm. actual real update. And uh, oh, yeah, hell yeah, dude, how's that? So far, it's so good. Um, I've only watched a couple episodes. I was just watching uh, Junji Ito, which is like a, a horror anime, um, mm-hmm. which I, I eventually I'm going to nominate on the cast uh, just because okay. it's something I've always wanted to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so far no crashes, no uh, no issues for for now. So maybe, maybe that's all good news. Maybe Funimation did something right here. Uh, oh man. Well, well, I I still <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't trust it yet. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're hurt. It's like getting out of a, a, an abusive relationship. You're hurt, but you're, st- you're, you're almost ready to love again. Oh man, Chris, when, when Fairy Tale the final episode aired, I say final mm-hmm. in gigantic air quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, it crashed on me probably like six times throughout the episode, oh, and it kind of no. just ruined the final episode for me. I was just like, yeah, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> like, that's brutal. Um, but that's that, that's enough talking about that, Chris, because we got some my hero to go over. And, Definitely uh, we do, but Cody, you know we can't go into these things uh, with just being stone-cold sober, so I need to know, and the people at home need to know, what's drinking? Alright, Chris, hopefully that picked up on the mic. Um, we, are on to, we are on to flavor number two of the Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer Party uh, yes. Pack. You, you know how I do this by now. This is... Oh, of course. Shonen and Seltzers, once again, we're back at it. <laughs> and uh, this week, Chris, I got one of your favorites. I got the mango. Mmm, um, hell yeah. I'm going to be honest, it pretty much just tastes exactly like the Truly Mango. It's, <laughs> I think the Truly That's might not be, a bad thing. Yeah, I think the Truly one might be, I like might like it a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, it, it pretty much satisfies, satisfies the same the same urge, I guess, if you will. Well, that's awesome because I'm living vicariously through you, Cody. Because uh, you know, again, just like last week, I've still got I'm on my last holdover from Cinco de Mayo. So this time I've got a Negro Modelo, which is the the, the dark lager, um, the Marzen style lager. So um, you know, um, of course, the bottle's already opened it, and I've already drank about half of it because it's been a long day. But uh, just a uh, just a quick little beer lesson. So the reason you see a lot of the, you know, Mexican or cerveza style beers are done in traditional German styles, uh, it's because of colonization. Um, you know, if you go back to like, I want to say like the 1800s, I believe, or maybe earlier, maybe 17 or 18, and that's a huge gap, but it was either 17 or 1800s. There was actually a lot of German colonization in Mexico and a lot of their brewing styles were brought over and adopted. So anytime you see like a, uh, like a, uh, Dos Equis Amber, uh, Negra Modelo, um, any sort of like, like even things like Corona, Modelo Especial, Pacifico, all those like traditional German style beers, it's all just adapted from those brewing styles from colonizers. So, fun little history lesson there. Oh, we love our beer lessons here, Chris. And uh... Indeed, but I'm not going to lie, this is the last one, and I'll be ready to jump back on the Seltzer train. Oh, Chris, we, we are accepting all passengers. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, man. <laughs> got plenty I've got of... a ticket to ride. Oh, man, i got plenty of more party packs I, I can suggest, Chris. I'm going to have to – I need to roll out uh, Friar Tux again and pick up a few of the – they got some unique ones out there that I can't find at, like, your local grocery store. So. I love that you have, like a, a, like, a giant alcohol warehouse called Friar Tux. Oh, man, it's great. It's we great. don't have anything like that here. Yeah, it's like where you can, we can get, like, all your local – 
like mm -hmm. brews you can get all the ipas all i mean pretty much if you're looking for a certain type of liquor this is where you go to look for it man yeah liquor, and we have beer, we have some like they got it all and we have like like beer like virginia is a control state so you have to buy your liquor from a state store but beer and wine you can buy at 7-eleven you know what i mean but um you know then they have like beer stores and wine stores like specific like super stores for stuff like that but i long to live somewhere where i can just walk in and be like oh there's my lager there's my cabernet oh and there's my whiskey just one stop shop oh see chris here that's that's just walmart you just go into walmart you get God a, grab yourself a fifth of jack you can get you a, a four Jeez. loco you can treat yourself any way you want to <laughs> oh not a loco jack what are you doing are you, are you over there drinking loco jacks cody <laughs> no 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 Maybe, a bad maybe, idea. Maybe when the Fourth of July rolls around, we'll we'll pull oh, out the crazy no. the big guns. But uh... oh no, that's no bueno. But uh, but what is bueno, Cody? We're gonna go ahead and dive right into My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising, the second theatrical release from My Hero Academia. And let's just do a real quick tale of the tape here. Uh, the movie was released in Japan on December twentieth, twenty nineteen. Uh, and then released actually very shortly in America after that. It was February 26, 2020. So really two months later, which is kind of nice um, when you see, because a lot of times a movie gets released in Japan and you don't even see it for at least six months to a year. So it came by really quick. Actually, um, has been received very, very well, not just in Japan, but in the States. I mean, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, I think it still holds right around a 90, 91%. Um, you know, the movie is genuinely reviewed positively. It made pretty decent money. I want to say in, in North America, it grossed, you know, I want to say right around uh, like right around five million or maybe even um, probably more than that. Um, I don't have my full on figures in front of me, but I mean, hell, the the debut weekend, it made shit eight point five million right about. So that's I mean, that's good. That's That's good, especially when. You know, we're in that age now where like anime movies are starting to become a lot more mainstream and obviously Demon Slayer blew that just clear out of the fucking water. But, you know, this is another one of those ones where it was like people were I remember going to I mean, of course, I was that guy. I was wearing my Mineta T-shirt, got compliments left and right for it. Um, but it was really cool to see like a full theater for this movie. And um it was completely worth the, uh, you know, the 104 minute runtime that was in there that that it has because it's a, I think it's a solid solid flick from start to um, finish. And Cody, let's go ahead and dive right in. Where you know as the movie starts, we're getting we get this really great intro sequence that um. Now let me let me preface that with this because the intro scene is great, but at the time this movie came out, unless you had been reading ahead in the manga, like it's kind of spoilery. Um, so I'll say this, if you, if, if you haven't, if you watch this movie and don't really know, like, what's going on in the first part of this, you know, that makes sense. Because, you know, at the time this came out in the theaters, I hadn't been reading the manga at this point. So when I saw Hawks, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Or, you know, why, like, him and Endeavor are teamed up, or why they're chasing the villains. I, I just was thinking, it was like, and like, the doctor, it's like, okay, like, there's clearly something here that i don't know and I've, you know, a lot of times too you think anime movies are not canonical anyway 
But My Hero Academia does a good job of trying to insert these into certain parts of the anime, right? Like they, because and they do make reference to a lot of the things that happen in the show. Like uh, you catch reference of the uh, the the bullets the, that the uh, Shea uh, Hisakai. I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna give up, Cody. Oh, the Shea Hisakai. Shie Hisaka. See, how can you you fucking got it? And I'm just an old fucking. I, I don't even know if I got it correctly there. But... I'm a two bottom lip. You're <laughs> over here using ten dollar words, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw out a dime word like Yakuza. But but yeah, so you, you do get a lot of references in the show. Um, but again, you know, we get this uh this really great chase sequence. Uh, you've got uh Spinner driving uh Dobby and Compress in their uh, in in their little getaway wagon that we saw. Um, at the end of season uh, four, when they uh, when they took out uh, Overhaul, so they're being pursued um, pretty relentlessly by the heroes here, and um, of course, you know they're able to make short work of them. But you know, Endeavor is right there to use his prominence burn to, you know, really take care of these villains. But we find out once he does that that they're that, you know we see them start to melt away into piles of sludge, realizing that this whole thing was just a uh, uh, just doubles made from twice his ability. And yeah. at that point, the truck just kind of reels right off a cliff and we are just thrown right. We're introduced pretty much. Well, not right here, but it flies off a cliff. We see Hawks here and they're kind of investigating the scene here. Um, and when they look in the truck, it has like this containment, um, like this containment chamber, Cody. And they think it's okay. Well, maybe it's a kind of no move that was being carried or maybe something worse. Yeah. It's some kind of like life support capsule type thing. It almost reminds me of sort of like what, uh, what one for all's in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Wait, no, absolutely. All for one. Damn it. Yeah, all for one. Yeah. Damn it. Damn <laughs> See, it. Well, I, w- I would much rather be able to say Shahi Sakai. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, before we get to this, I I do want to mention it is a cool little like clash scene between uh, Dobby and Endeavor, like with their like the blue flames versus the prominence burn. It's like a mm-hmm. it's a, hopefully hopefully we get to see these two go at it sometime in the future, like the real deal Dobby, not just clone Dobby. But uh, absolutely, we'll have to stay tuned for season five, six, whatever. If if that ever comes along, I I look forward mm-hmm. to that. Uh, and it should for anybody who's familiar with the story. There's a there's a pretty big connection between those two. Um, so that'll be really fun. If you don't, if you want to look that up, go right ahead. If you don't, uh, you know what? Just wait till like wait till we get around to it. Oh, I'll be but, patient. Um, I'll be patient, Chris. If I can wait for Castlevania, I can wait for anything. Oh, man, you can wait for anything exactly. <laughs> so after you know, after we see the empty truck, we actually see um, what was in that truck actually stumble uh, up. You know where he comes across like pretty much a vehicle and three people standing there, and uh, we hear them mention the name Nod. So it's safe to assume whoever this guy is where his name is Nine, and it looks like we may be introduced to our main villain of the show. Um, so now, Cody, let's go ahead and go to the characters that we all know. We know them. We love them. Let's go to our favorite uh, high school class. Let's go to the class 1A of UA High. And pretty much they're all, like, working. They're on this random island. I forget what it's called. Um, it's not I Island. It's uh, It actually has, like, a legitimate name. Um, yeah, it's Nabu Island. Nabu Island. Thank you so much. But, yeah, they're all... So, let's... We, we, I mean, we can kind of pass over a lot of the, the rambling here. Basically, they're on, like, 
kind of a, a really weird like work study. It's the home, it's the hero work recommendation project. Basically, they're on a secluded island and they're pretty much running their own agency on this island. Um, they've all got their provisional licenses at this point. They're all there to pretty much act like a hero under their own agency without any teachers. Um, and basically the whole, the, the island has like a super low crime rate anyway. Like the, the worst thing that happens is, I don't know, granny's gone missing again. Where, where'd she go? She wandered off. And, you know, you see a lot of these kind of small menial tasks get done. Like, um, you know, you've got like, they, they show like Kaminari, like charging somebody's tractor battery. You show, um, you know, Tokoyami, like flying and patrolling the skies. You see, um. You know, you see a lot of the students just kind of monitoring the beach, almost like playing lifeguard, essentially. And, of course, you got people back at the uh, the home base answering the phones. So, you know, it's a, it's just a lot of real small, like, menial day-to-day -day tasks. And, of course, you know, you get to see um, you get to see uh, Mineta, you know, save a couple of girls from some, some old, uh, not save them, but, like, a couple of guys are being creepy and Mineta saves them. But, of course, they think it's... Um, uh what's his name not jiro but uh old tail boy um, yeah oshia uh yeah, yeah ojiro okay with the tail. ojiro thank yep. you and uh yeah so you get to see just a lot of fun interactions i mean again they're just doing small tasks and uh you know of course the only one really being a turd is bakugo surprise surprise like he just ain't doing shit he's like uh you know y'all got all this small stuff just call me when the villains get here you know what i mean yeah some some foreshadowing there for sure <laughs> Because you know when they're when they kind of go back and they Deku kind of narrates like how they got there and it's basically the, mm -hmm. the Hero Public Safety Commission's basically like sponsored this for them to go there and like because I guess the mm. the pro heroes that were there I guess they retired or they came up with some some BS yeah <laughs> they had old fucking Merman and uh what's his name old the fucking the heroes off of SpongeBob have uh, have gone ahead and called it quits oh Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Right, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy yes. I, th that's where my first gripe, honestly, is, Chris, is that the Hero Public Safety Commission authorized this to happen. And it's like, have you guys not been following these these UA students? Like, anything that can go wrong with these guys will. Like, they are like a magnet for villains to attack. And you just oh, absolutely. I would have at least sent, like, <laughs> Isawa yeah. or at least Edgeshot along for the ride. You know what I mean? At least send somebody. But no, they just let them go off on their own. And, uh, yeah, like a dog ectoplasm get in there and make sure these kids don't screw up <laughs> or make sure nobody comes to bother them right because i mean what could go wrong chris boy howdy cody you ask a silly question but um <laughs> and things actually do happen pretty quick now um one of like the 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 i guess one of the things the calls that moves the plot forward is um there's these uh this this brother and sister you have a uh, maharo and her little brother um katsuma yeah, Katsuma. So basically, yeah, Katsuma. Yeah, they get a um, they get a phone call, uh, saying, "Hey, my, you know, basically saying my brother's missing somewhere on the island." So Deku's like, "Oh, I've got this one. Let's do it." So, yeah, it's uh, it's him and um, earphone jack. So they pretty much, and, you know, because obviously she she's like perfect for finding missing people because she can use like I guess like what's it? She can use her geo tracking whatever she can like hear heartbeats and all kinds of goofy shit so like she's pretty cool and like kirishima wants to help but it's just like and uh, bakugo's like what the hell are you gonna do mm -hmm. but basically they um so they find the boy but it was kind of a test because the sister's kind of a she's kind of a bitch honestly she's like 
you know, hey, it took you over an hour to find him. Like, you guys aren't real heroes. Like, you know, just being just a real turd. And of course, Deku, being the nice boy that he is, he's like, oh, you know, hey, I'll try harder next time. You know, we'll find him. And of course, you know, the boy is like real. Um, Katsuma's like, you know, he just wants to like, you know, I don't know. You get this vibe that he wants to, he really likes heroes and is like super grateful for them being there but like the sisters like oh you guys suck you're just like every other hero you know you know we're we're getting that uh kind of the plot starting to thicken here with these two kids because clearly they're important yeah it makes it seem like katsuma definitely wants to eventually maybe become a hero down the road um he's very apologetic Mm -hmm. for like his sister's behavior but um yeah it seems um that they're on this island alone like their father's away and we're going to learn more about him here in a little bit Yep, and then we get a little cutaway to UA High, where, of course, this is where they explain the whole work study. You get to see Aizawa, you get to see All Might, you get to see the announcer from the uh, the provisional licenses, who sounds like uh, the guy off of Rogue One, the guy who played Krennic. Um, he has that voice. He, I don't know, he just, he just sounds like him, the way he talks. But And, and they literally explain everything we had just said about the, uh, the work study and the, the program and all that nonsense. So, of course, after a long day of, uh, of doing all these menial tasks, the island, you know, the, the residents of the island are super, super grateful. And they bring them this massive feast, which I think is really, really cool. Um, so, of course, they have a nice relaxing night eating. And, of course, you know, then we cut over to Deku and he's training. He's doing like he's like Ron Burgundy lifting weights in his office. We catch him just doing like, you know, like kicks. And he's just like 1,940, 1,941. <laughs> oh, don't have. Did you hear me? Yeah. Such a deep burn. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's off training, and and basically, it's it seems like it's a very tight knit community on this island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, and we have another moment with uh, Bakugo and Deku. Basically, you know, and Bakugo's just kind of in his own weird way. He, you know. I think he's starting to show a lot more respect for uh, Deku. And he's like, hey, you need to hurry up and master all for one so I can beat you and show that I'm number one. And, you know, that, I mean, in in Bakugo's own way, that's probably the most respectful thing he's ever said to Deku. Like, he's acknowledging that he he does have this power and he is definitely not the same little quirkless loser, quote unquote, that he was when they were kids. Yeah, he, he wants them to perfect the quirk. That way they can have another fight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's very typical. These kids are rivals, but um, you know, we get to see a lot of teamwork with them in this movie. And uh, while they're doing that, they're interrupted by Katsuma. And he's like, "A villain's on the island." But we see it's just another little ploy by her sister. Um, she's made this giant like mantis, uh, like mo- you just see it kind of sprout up. And Bakugo, of course, charges head on. And once he gets there, he realizes immediately that it's just an illusion. So. You know, of course, and it's so funny because he's just like scolding both of these kids, and they're just like, you know, typical like they got flames around. So it's, it's a good like lighthearted kind of funny moment, but like Bakugo's dead fucking serious, which is kind of funny. Yeah, she definitely is a thorn in their side so far because obviously she scolded yeah. Deku for taking so long, and like now she's creating yeah. illusions. She's just she's trying to just screw with the heroes basically, and and not in like in a in a in a cruel way or anything it's just she she clearly has something against them i guess yeah it's almost like it's almost like she's testing them to see if they're like good enough you know what i mean yeah definitely but um 
and, you know, and while that's going on, we get some cutaways here. We And this is another one of those moments where it's like, wait a minute, you know, what's going on here with Hawks? Because we get another moment with Hawks where he's like in this office talking to these people and they're like, oh, hey, you, you know, while you're doing this deep cover operation, we need to know more about this. Um, so they're talking about the cargo and the League of Villains. And uh, so there's a, you know, there's a lot of that going on. So again, if, if you're not up to date, that part's going to be kind of confusing because we, you know, we find out more information about Hawks as season five progresses. Um, and then we see what you're talking about here. We see uh, Katsuma and Maharo's father, who's actually on a, uh, he's on a business trip in uh, Kyushu. Kyushu. Am I saying that right? Kyushu? 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 I think you had it Whatever. right. Whatever. Anyway, he's on, I think he's in mainland Japan on a business trip. So, um, you know, he's like watching a little video recording of his um, of his kids, which are, you know, Katsuma and Maharo, like I just said. And then, uh, well, he's actually attacked by uh, one of the people we saw on the street earlier um, when Nine crawled out of that truck. So we see Nine has a quirk where he can like scan and sees that uh, and he says he fa- he's found what he's looking for. And he goes ahead and uses pretty much an ability like all for one and just takes his quirk. Yeah, and yeah, he basically he takes this. I can't remember their dad's name. To be honest, I don't even. Know. Uh, it's yeah, I don't even. Think, I think I think he's just uh Mr. Shimano. But yeah, they yeah Mr. Shimano. Yep. And uh, yeah, so he takes his quirk. Um, and of course the villain that was with him as well as Chimera or Chimera. Yeah, I think it's Chimera. That's how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they they've they've stolen Mr. Shimano's cell activation quirk. Um. Mm-hmm. But then, dude, so we see, like, so we see him also, like, use a different quirk, and, like, now it starts, like, he's manipulating the weather. Like, like clearly this guy has multiple quirks, and we see where he gets them from because he takes uh, Mr. Shimano's quirk. But we have a weird moment here where the the quirk he just absorbed does not work with him. And he mentions that it's because of um because of blood type compatibility. He's like, you know, it only, you know, I can't his quirk only works on a type and I, you know, and I'm B type. So there's a, there's a compatibility thing. And he's like, well, he notices inside the car, he sees the video of the kids. And he's like, well, it's a good thing. Quirks are hereditary. So Cody, we have got our setup for where these, how these villains are going to show up on this Island. Oh yeah. Cause now, the, now they're going to be after the kids, Chris, cause they need the, yep. the, the B type cell regeneration quirk or the blood type B. I don't know. We we we've yep. got we've got our we got our setup like you said. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then um, so and of course, that's when we go back and we start. You know, the kids are start talking to uh, you know, to Deku, and and we get to see a little bit of a relationship building here with the kids and Deku. Um, you know, of course, Bakugo is still being a dick because he's like the kids are making fun of him. Um, you know, her and we see the daughter's quirk; she can make illusions. Um, we don't know what the the what um. Excuse me, we don't know what um Ma- what's it? I'm getting their names mixed up already. Um oh, uh, Katsuma. Katsuma, thank you because I keep wanting to say Katsuki because that's Bakugo, but uh Katsuma. I don't think we we see what his quirk is quite yet. Yeah, it's something you, um, you kind of just kind of figured that well, if she's got this illusion quirk, he must be the one that inherited the Exactly. The, exactly. Whatever blood type that Nine's looking for. Uh at least that, yep. that's what I, you... I immediately thought that. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Like, 
Yeah, especially when we saw that she can do illusions, then the son clearly got the inheritance or whatever. What His quirk is similar enough that he's going to be the target mm -hmm. um, for the villains. Um, and this is where we get the little talk with the with the sister where she pretty much just as we expected. Um, Katsuma is you know very fond of heroes, you know, but then they start saying how their dad is, you know, better than heroes and yada, yada, yada. Um, and of course, at this point, they don't know what's happened to their dad um because then we get a cut back to hawk where they're pretty much there at the the scene of the crime um <clears throat> and you see um and they see that um their dad has lost his quirk and that 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 actually surprises hawk so she's like well this is just a normal ass dude like why you know he's not a hero why would why would they just steal this random dude's quirk so we kind of get a little bit of a cop story going on in the background and we get our kind of throwaway scene of uh, Shigaraki just kind of watching Hawks do his work down there on the streets. Yeah, just a, just a brief glimpse of Shigaraki, which I'm sure, like, if you're in the theater when he first appears, it's probably a pretty cool moment. Oh, you gotta love it. Everybody's like, oh, it's Shigaraki. <laughs> yeah, dude, and, I, and I'll tell you right now, seeing like, seeing this in theaters was absolutely fantastic. And because, again, what I like what I like up to this point is we've actually seen all of the students We've seen pretty much all of the major villains except for like uh, Kurogiri and twice and Kurogiri twice and um, Toga. Toga, thank you. Yeah. So, and we've seen Aizawa, we've seen All Might. Um, so, we've seen like the main characters, right? Which is really, really cool. And I'm glad that that's the direction they took. Um, so one of the cool things, well, uh, the next day, of course, you know, the students go back to their, just their daily uh, hero work. And um, Deku's actually having a nice little talk with Katsuma. And he actually notices that Katsuma has a has a little pin of Ed Shot. Like Ed Shot's his favorite hero, which I think is really cool. Um, and, you know, he, he's like, I want to be a hero to beat up bad villains. And, uh, you know, Deku's just talking like, you know, hey, you know, I'm a hero because I want to help people. You know, really taking like the the high road on a lot of this stuff, and um, but he's like, you know, I, the kid's like, I can't really be a hero because he doesn't have a quirk that's really suited for combat. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of funny. Like, I like kind of the mirrors of this of uh, Katsuma and Deku. Like, he clearly wants to be a hero more than anything, but he just doesn't think he can cut it. Not because he doesn't have a quirk, just because he doesn't think his quirk is good enough to be a hero. Which again, we're getting some like there's some pretty major foreshadowing here, and I, I like these kind of heartfelt moments. Like I like when Deku meets people who are just like him, because for the longest time he felt like he was so alienated on and on his own. Like everybody else has quirks from me, but me. Everybody gets to be a hero, but me. And now he's finding there's, you know, I like when you know he sees that there are more people like him, like Coda and the TV, uh, the coat. Like oh, not necessarily Coda. But, you know, Coda's starting to come around. Um, you know, he's meeting people like Eri, people who have not really had the best life. And then he meets somebody like Katsuma who wants to be a hero so bad, but just doesn't think he can cut it. You know what I mean? Like, I love that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's so funny to hear Deku say that pretty much anybody can be a hero. As long as you like, you know, you just have to work hard and you have to focus and you have to. So... Yeah. And then you get some backstory that their mom's dead, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, one of like the, the other residents in the town, she basically says that like her and the other townsfolk kind of watch over the kids because their mother passed away, and then their dad, he's on like an, 
the main island, like Kyushu or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. I guess doing work, which is kind of strange that he just leaves his two like very <laughs> very young children. Well, I mean, but like I no, said, it, it it is a pretty tight knit community on the Nabu Island, of course. That's what I was thinking. I'm pretty sure like the neighbors always like popping in to check on them because I mean, clearly they just roll up to places and bring people a bunch of food. So yeah, I'm pretty not, sure they're in good hands. Yeah, it's not like Dad just left to go get cigarettes or anything. It's not one of those. <laughs> That's <stories>. right. <laughs> he left to get cigarettes ten years ago. <laughs> Is that my new mommy? Um, but yeah, Chris, it's uh, it, it's gonna pick up quite a bit here because. Uh, yes, indeed, business definitely picks up by pretty much the end of the day because uh, we get a uh, we pretty much get a runaway ferry that breaks through like the the water uh, like the water barricade. I guess what I guess whatever the um whatever keeps the water from pretty much flooding the harbor. I, don't, I mean, I'm uh, look, I'm not a sailor. I don't know what those things are called. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a little dam or something, yeah. something along those lines, but clearly this ferry has lost control and it's, of course we see our villains on, on, on the ferry. We got nine, we got chimera, um, slice and, um, yeah, slice uh, and mummy slice and mummy. Yeah. So we got our, our fantastic four villains here. And, that's uh, right and keep in mind cody like this happens quick this is about like 20 minutes if that into the movie oh yeah i, I remember i paused i don't know if i went to grab a drink or something but i like paused the movie and i was like are we, are we just gonna fight for like the last hour and a half <laughs> like is that what's and, and pretty much yep <laughs> oh buckle up because that's what's getting ready to happen because um so we've got these five villains basically they 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 land they they split up because they're looking for the kids. They're looking for um um, Mahano, Mahamo, Katsu, Katsu. I, I've already forgot their names. So, Mashiro and um, Katsuma. <laughs> Katsuma. Thank you, my God. I don't know why I can't remember these kids' names. I'm so awful. But so yeah, and this is this is what I really like, and this is where like the meat of the movie comes in because like each villain gets to a per certain part of the island. And we've got the students kind of broken off into groups. And this is where we get to see all the kids use their quirks. Like, and these villains are no joke. So, because you've got like Ayoama, um, Mineta, I want to say Kirishima, and um, Bakugo. They're, they're fighting the uh, mummy who is actually has a really cool ability. Like he can use like the, um, like basically whatever he wraps up in his little bandages whether it's animate or inanimate, he turns them into like puppets, which I think is really cool. Like he can just kind of make his own little army, which I think is really cool. And uh, Slice seems like her um, her hair is like razor sharp and she can just, yeah, you know, just like she rain shoot. down sharp death on. Yeah. And she basically takes out like the entire harbor, like all the boats in the harbor. Um and while like she, cell phone service goes to shit. Yeah, Chimera, like, uh, he destroys all the communication towers. So, like, when the other heroes are trying to contact each other, um, they can't. And then, of course, we, we basically get a couple different battles going on. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, you got uh, Mineta and Aoyama fighting against the mummy guy. Mm -hmm. And then we got Chimera fighting against, like, Ojiro. And... Um, oh, it's uh, Tokoyami, actually. Yeah. That's right, because um, they're patrolling the beach. Yeah, and Ojiro basically says, hey, Tokoyami, you go tell the others, because there's they, they realize there's no... Agakure is also there, yep. and uh, she doesn't have any cell service, so like they know like shit's hitting the fan quick, 
and uh, I'd probably send the invisible person to sneak away and go tell the others personally. Well, but yeah, I, I I could see that too, but I guess Tokiomi can fly, so you know there's that. That's also fair. He is faster, and um, oh man, Chimera just starts to beat the shit out of these guys. So Chimera is literally just that. He looks like he's got like the the tiger and the dragon tail and like the bird claws and the wings, and uh, he's just like your big dumb brute of the bunch. Clearly, like the strongest. Like he does all the he does all the heavy lifting for the group. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so yeah, um, basically, Tokiomi he gets back to like UA agency, mm-hmm. I guess is what we'll call it. And Tenya basically divvies him up into groups. So he has like yeah. Bakugo, Kirishima, and um, Pikachu, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, Kaminari, yeah. Kaminari. He sends them, and they basically go to help out with against the mummy guy, mm-hmm. like him, and Todoroki, and a few of the others. They go to the beach to fight, or to attempt to fight Chimera. Um, oh, yeah. Very Big attempt. Very unsuccessful. Um, yep, and then I think everybody else takes on... Um... Slice, uh, yeah, Slice. Yeah. So pretty much whoever's left except for Deku is fighting Slice. Yeah, and Deku but, basically he runs to go and tell, go, he goes to go and find the kids. Um, yep. He, he's obviously pretty concerned about that, and because mm-hmm. I mean this is all happening awfully quick. Like cell phone service goes down, the boat crashes, like shit's happening at a at a breakneck pace here. And, and we're actually treated to some really really great fight scenes here, so. I mean, I, I mean, you if you if you don't want to watch the whole movie, just pull up the clips on YouTube, man. Like some really really good fight scenes. Like these villains are no joke. Like watching Chimera just beat the shit out of these kids is just like, it's like whoa. And then like Bakugo gets captured by Mummy, and pretty much, I mean, he's having to like fight his way out with his uh, with his bracers and shit like that. But the the big thing here is uh they actually they actually capture mummy they they knock him unconscious because they uh, he gets him with a uh gets him with a point blank AP shot. Oh yeah, Bakugo so, Bakugo ain't fucking around. He's been waiting for this because he hasn't been doing any. He's not going to find your cat or help grandma across the street. He's been waiting for villains to show up. And, uh, he he makes pretty quick work of mummy. Mummy puts up a good fight, but yeah, Bakugo definitely proves to be more than a match. Once it, when it really gets down to it, and uh, so then we get to see kind of the fight, you know, the beginning of the fight we want to see. We, uh, you know, Deku runs into uh, Nine and tries to get him with the old uh, with the old Air Force smash. Which again, this is another thing when like the I want to say when the movie had come out, we hadn't seen him do this Air Force stuff yet. So I was like, wait a minute, Chris, I don't even think he does the Air Force in season four. He, uh, he does I, like very little of it. He only does it like once against Gentle Criminal, and I don't even think he calls it Air Force yet. I think he just like uh, no, he calls it like Air Shot. He calls it like because he does like a whatever Smash Air Air Shot or something weird like that. Like he learns it, he uses it once, and that's it. And that's like in the within like the last like four episodes. Yeah, and it's like a this is like it seems like he's got a way better control over it. Um, yeah, but so like I'm, again. Yeah, it just seems like it's a little bit ahead of where it should be. Um, yeah, which is fine. And, of course, you know, he's, he's using that. Um, Nine also, this motherfucker's got, like, a shield reminiscent of um, of the barrier um, during the fight with um, with Fat Gum and uh, Kirishima 
against um, against Rafa and I don't remember the other guy's name. The guy who can make a shield because that's that was the first thing it reminded me of when I watched it the second time. So because yeah, I want to say again when this came out in theaters, like maybe I don't even know if we had even gotten to the fight with Rafa yet. Yeah, see me seeing this afterwards, I guess is a wasn't wasn't such a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, not... I definitely when I saw it in theaters, I was I was pretty confused. It's like I was like, wait a minute, they just making shit up. Um, at least but more so for like Deco. I was like, when when did he? Because like, when did he get the gloves? When could he do this? Like when could he just fucking flick at people? So I was very confused the first time, but the second time I was like, oh yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and see, Cody. Well, we see nine also has like a bullet laser quirk, so he's got this wall quirk where he can create mm-hmm. barriers. He's got this laser quirk where he can shoot beams back at Izuku. Yeah, I like to think maybe his name is Nine because he has nine different quirks. Chris, I picked up on that as soon as I started the movie. As soon as they said his name was Nine, I was like, oh, I, w- I wonder why his name's Nine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. But then, but, uh, Chris, Cody, this, this is where one of your first gripes comes in. Oh, my goodness. We have our first one-for-all, Fucking... full cowling, 20%, St. Louis smash, doesn't even put a scratch on him. Doesn't oh, even fucking with one of his multiple shield barrier things. Doesn't even nothing, nothing. Chris, we, we don't waste St. Louis smashes like this. You can you can waste a Delaware smash all day long, but don't 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 do this to St. Louis. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, and what's uh, there's a really cool moment. I mean, obviously that that down is really brought up by a really cool moment where like Nine's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I want that. Like Nine like wants to take his quirk, but uh. He actually can't, but he thinks it's because he has no room for it. Like, I guess he's all booked up. He's booked solid. Well, it's booked that, it's, solid. It's that anti, like, when he goes to steal it, we see, like, a brief scene of, like, of all the other, like, users of One for All, mm-hmm. and it makes it seem like, like, it, I, I don't know, it almost makes it seem like they're, like, preventing it. At least that's yeah, what I, I kind of gathered from it. No, for sure. And it goes back to, remember how they talked about how, remember in the episode in season four when they were talking, when All Might was saying, you know, you can't just give that power to anybody, right? Like, you know, you have to want to give it to somebody. You can't just, um, I, I'm pretty sure that was a conversation in season four, not season five. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, that's a piece of information that would have been a lot more helpful and it made more sense the second time around. Like, somebody just can't take it. Like, the person who has it has to willingly give it to somebody. That's part That's part of it. Right, yeah, and then... That's course, why Stain wasn't able to take it or anything like that. Right, and so when Nine realizes he can't take the quirk, he basically just blasts the shit out of Izuku, and then, um... Actually, Mahiro, kind of trying to help mm-hmm. out... She, like, makes a giant illusion of Deku and basically, like, screams, <laughs> calls out for help. And, Chris, who, who is first onto the scene to come help out? Dude, Deku? what a fucking hype scene, right? My man just fucking rolls up. I love it. Dude, the, again, I cannot say enough good about the fight scenes in this fucking movie, dude. And, like, all those hype moments that you like in My Hero Academia when, like, the right hero showing up. Again, like, Bakugo showing up was very reminiscent of that moment in season four where, like, he fucked when Mirio's down for the count and then, like, the wall bursts open and Deku comes rolling through. Mm-hmm. Or when, like, in season one, when they're when they're at the USJ and the fucking doors pop open and All Might rolls up, dude. Like, you love, you love the big entrances in this show. And, you know, this was definitely up there with those. Like, but, uh, 
Yeah, and Bakugo does pretty okay, but you know he definitely gets uh, he gets fucking rocked pretty quickly too. Yeah, and it turns out Nine also has a Hydra quirk, is what they call it in this in, on this page that I'm reading through. Um, but this is basically oh, is, is, this, is this the Blue Eyes White Dragon? Oh, 100. percent These are just heads of a Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, Blue Eyes White Dragon, whichever one you want. That's right in he's, fucking attack mode, by the he, way. He, he's got them all, Chris. And uh, dude, he, he's pretty yeah. much taking these guys down and then he also uses his weather manipulation quirk which mm -hmm. basically like strikes him with lightning um mm -hmm. so he, he is he is messing up izuku and baku baku yep but uh what's happening here is um so like uh, yeah he, he is fucking these kids up but um before he can like you know he wants to go after the kids again but what happens is he actually can't he, something's happening to him and he's not actually able to continue the fight yeah, it's starting to clearly take a toll on him. And uh, yep. basically, Slice, she arrives, and he's like, hey, you got to grab those kids, because he knows that the boy, he, he's like, that's what I, that's who I need. Um, that, that That's actually what will help him, like, not, literally what's happening to him right now will will not happen anymore once he gets this, this quirk that he's looking for from this kid. So it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for our uh, our heroes and these kids, uh, Coda shows up with like a flock of like crows. A flock of crows, baby. Yeah, and then Shoji swoops in, grabs the kids. Sue and Ochaku grab the boys, and uh, our hey. heroes make a cool. narrow escape. Yep, they make an escape, and actually the villains kind of, you know, they kind of do a regroup as well. So we get a little bit of a ceasefire right here, going into really the final act of the movie. Um, because we've got we've got Mummy tied up. You know, in the uh, in the hideout, you've kind of got the kids. You know, they're preparing. Um, what's really cool here is this is where we start to see uh, Katsuma's quirk. He actually has a healing ability. It's essentially a healing ability or a um, cell activation is really what it's called. Yeah, basically helps regenerate quicker, which yep. comes obviously in handy because Deku and Baku are obviously pretty messed up. From Oh yeah, they got they got they got fucking washed, wiggity washed by nine. Um, yes. So they're recovering all while nine is also recovering with Slice mm -hmm. and um, Chimera. Obviously, Mummy's captured, so it's it's just the three of them now. Yep, and we get some uh, we get some flashback scenes here where you know kind of not we get nine's origin story here in the flashback where you know basically he has a um like a degenerative illness, um, and basically he's just going to gather these quirks gain more power and find a way to uh you know not pretty much just die now is this where we see we get this is where we get the flash of all uh, all for one okay where like the doctor guy is working on him and he's like yep. great you're compatible with all for one's quirks and it's like mm -hmm. you can hold your quirk and then eight more um now this doctor if like following the show i haven't met this doctor unless i'm mistaken See, yes and no, Cody. Um, remember the doctor in like the very first episode? It was like, sorry, kid, not gonna happen. Yeah. That's him. Really? Interesting. Okay. So I've technically met him, just not seen this side of him before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It it just seemed like he seemed like a character that I should know. But it mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, it just seems a little bit ahead of like it seems like these My Hero movies are always either like a little bit too far ahead or they're like they get the timing wrong like when they release them. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, from what what's understood here is that this movie takes place during the um, 
during like the 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 meta human liberation army arc or like right after that so hmm. interesting so there's like a little bit again it's um but i guess it helps it helps build like anticipation for season five because you're like oh wait like tokiomi's mm -hmm. got this new attack bakugo's got some new attacks like i've never seen this and i guess if you're like a person that reads ahead in the manga like you're mm -hmm. obviously getting excited for this stuff um yep no, absolutely, man. Like I said, I, I, I've kind of slowed down a little bit, but I, I can't wait for the Liberation Army, my villain academia arc. That's going to be some real good shit. And that you get some neat little reveals like that, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's basically the same doctor. Because he's like, and, and it's not anything weird, at least that, you know, at least that's been revealed or anything like that, at least that I know of. But it's like, I mean, this guy's like, he's the doctor. He's the doctor to go to when it comes to quirks. So, if you've got a kid who hasn't shown their power yet, who the fuck are you going to go to, right? You know, you're going to go to the doctor that knows these things, that understands these things. So I, I, there's like fan theories out there that like him, like there, it wasn't just a chance meeting or it wasn't like, like there's more to their relationship than him just saying, hey, sorry, kid, you're not going to have a quirk. Because really, as far as I'm concerned at that moment, he's just another fucking kid coming into... Uh, why, why don't I have powers? Hey, you got that extra joint in your toe. Next, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be careful with the fan theories because that's a those are some slippery slopes. It's a <laughs> deep deep rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah. So I try to I try to just see as it comes up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we do get some some cool like flashbacks of like Chimera, like when Nine I guess chose to yeah. save him and like asked him to like join the group and like kind of yep. just see how this this little group of villains came together and then the, how they eventually. <laughs> decided to work with uh, the League of Villains. Uh, yep. And it reminds, it reminds me a lot of Overhaul. Like, Nine clearly just wants to use the League. Um, kind of For his own ends. Yeah, just to create this ideal world that he has basically imagined. Uh, yep, his old perfect utopia. Now, Cody, one of the things I also like about this movie, I do love the pacing. Like, this is a movie that I could have easily seen as, like, you know, a four or five episode arc in the TV show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I like agree. it has, it's paced like it could have been. And that's one of the things I think I like about it more than the first movie that it's paced so well. It does feel like I'm watching just a, a combined series of episodes from the show. And I think that's really, really awesome that they did it that way. But so Cody, you know, we've got the back, we've got the, you know, the plans coming together and you know, we got the heroes figuring out what they're going to do. Um, yeah, Deku and Bakugo have recovered thanks to Katsuma's quirk. Mm -hmm. Um, we got yep. uh, Yayurozu and Kaminari basically like making batteries and charging the batteries to like because they got all the civilians kind of in this big factory building. Um, yeah, because ultimately they're worried like they don't really have a way to escape because like all the ships and everything have been destroyed, and then and the students don't just want to leave because they're worried that like. Well, if we leave, the villains are just going to kill all the people that live here. So they're like, okay, well, let's 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 corral all the citizens in a safe place, which is what they I think they like. They want to stick them in like a mountain, like a cave, and pretty much like that's their last stand. They're going to like we're going to defend these people, and like we're going we're going this is it. Like we're going to protect everyone. We're going to fight, and we're going to save these people. Yeah, and it should. Be and there's like I guess there's like a castle on like a small island. 
Yeah, and it should be noted that Yayirozu also makes like a drone and sends it to mainland. So mm-hmm. we got that, but it's like a six-hour flight or something. Um, so the, oh yeah, basically we we just gotta survive until that message gets there and the they can send some pro and heroes if, over. And if we learned anything from season four, that forty-five minute fight with the uh, with the Shahasakata <laughs> was like six episodes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The timing is always different here. Um, but yeah, they basically come up with the plan. There's like a castle on this like separate little island. There's only one bridgeway to get to it, mm-hmm. and so the our heroes, of course, they come up with some, mostly Deku being the planner that he is. They kind of mm-hmm. just figure out this plan where like they can divvy, like split each villain up, and kind of you know take them out in separate little groups. Um, and yeah, yeah. And, we're pretty much setting up for the the final uh, the final act here. Yeah, and let's uh, you know, and you know, again, we get another. We get pretty much we're getting round two of the 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 set of fights that we got in the first part. Um, and again, we're not going to be able to do these fights justice. These are more like I love that, like you know, it's very well thought out. Like you know, they're trying to like you know, they got like traps they're setting up. They're like shooting rocks into the sky, and uh, Ochako's using her. They're they're pretty much just going to like try to drop all these rocks on people. And again, Cody, what I love here is that every single student in Class One A gets a chance to do something, and not just like. And it's not like a Piccolo moment in Dragon Ball, right? Where they they show up for like a second and just get like rocked to the fuck to fucking orbit. Like <laughs> they all get to do something, and I think that's so smart and just so well done. And I love the way they defeat all the villains. Like you know, the one that again, the one that really stands out to me is um you know obviously you have um Mina using like her acid shot to uh you know to like mess up Slice's hair. Um, so she can't really do anything. Um, and of course, um, Dark Shadow is really the one that like. Um, yeah, it's like it, we actually I wish we got to see more of that fight. So basically it starts off. We got Momo, Yairozu and Aoyama. They they kind of shoot like these beams and these blasts at the villains to kind of get them divvied up. And we see Slice yep. basically she gets she falls into like this cave where, of course, we got our boy Tokiyomi and. Uh, Mina Ashido, uh, like you said, mm-hmm. and that well, I guess we could just talk about that fight for a second. Where you you would yeah, think no, absolutely. It seems like Slice is actually kind of kind of whipping some ass, um, but Dark Shadow kind of goes ham, like you said. Oh, he goes nuts and pretty much collapses the cave around him. Yeah, between him and Slice shooting like her her hair, I guess it almost mm-hmm. reminds me of like hawk's feathers. She like shoots them all yeah. up into the ceiling, and like we kind of just see the cave collapse, and we don't. That's the end of that fight. Like we don't see anything more of that until the end. Yep. And Mina's using her acid shot, but she while she's trying to dodge all the hair, she actually gets wounded. She gets she gets hurt. And um and of yep. course sunlight um, coming through when the cave collapses is actually what calms Dark Shadow down and is actually you know, he actually is able to protect Mina, you know, while the cave is collapsing around them and then Cody. We get to my favorite fight in the movie is fucking Chimera versus the fucking boys. Yeah, the boys and, and Sue. <laughs> the boys and Sue, exactly. Like this is a this is actually a really good fight. Again, I really really like what's happening here, and like they're 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 giving they're giving Chimera everything they've got, and he is just fucking just just beating the fucking brakes off him, dude. 
yeah, this is pretty much all of our main our main cast outside of Deku and Bakugo. Like you got Tenya, oh, Sue, yeah. Hiroshima, Todoroki, mm-hmm. and Ojiro, I mean, uh, Ojiro's in there too. Yeah, like they are just getting their ass beat. <laughs> yep, and it, it actually takes them like, and they pretty much have to like stop. And of course, Todoroki, being the you know the main guy that he is. He pretty much comes up with a plan because he's got all these different, like he can shoot fucking shit out of his mouth. He's got like the like this the bolt from like whatever tiger wolf thing he is. He's got the fucking lizard tail. So they basically have to like like they have to like com- like contain all of his stuff before they can get him. So they need like they need like um because pretty much what's going to happen is like Todoroki's going to try to freeze him from the inside out using his uh using his his ice like because he shoots like fire out of his mouth. We're going to have like Tenya like grab the tail like it, it's just a really cool and like <laughs> and poor fucking Kirishima he's got to take like the full fucking brunt of uh, oh, yeah. of his like ability. He's like, hey man, we need you to we need you to get real hard real quick. Yeah, he goes red, no red, unbreakable, but just gets hit by this dude's like fucking Godzilla laser. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a cool scene. They got like Tenya causing the distraction. You got Sue. She's like mm-hmm. put some kind of like I don't know what what quirk like a, a toxin on on like yeah, she has like a mucus she can like get all like on her body. Yeah, and she put that on like Kirishima's hands and uh, Tenya's mm-hmm. Tenya's legs. So like they work all yep. together, and then of course eventually we got. Todoroki finally lands on top and basically freezes the dude from like the inside out, like kind of yeah. mirroring like his his father's like I don't know what Hellflame move he has, but like it's like that, but just the ice version. Exactly, which I thought was really really cool. And again, like the animation during these fights is, I mean, it's definitely like that theatrical quality animation. Like, oh, absolutely. Again, I can't I can't say enough good of just how beautiful this movie is to watch. Like this is. This is also one of those movies that not only could I watch, I could throw on the TV as background noise and just get lost in watching it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're doing these fights no justice. We're just brushing over them. Um, exactly. And, of course, we get a quick cutaway. Um, Hawks has uh, you know, kind of made the connection. And then, of course, he gets a uh, – he, 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 he questions the father who's now, like, conscious in a hospital. Then he gets word of a fisherman finding a drone. So – it's time to it's it's time to uh get the get the get the big guns and get to the island. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he tells somebody to inform UA, and uh, he mm-hmm. he's basically on his way to the island. Yep, Hawks is coming in hot. But now, Cody, we're getting the uh we're getting really the final showdown here. Um, and really the last two outside of um. Well, let's see. I don't want to go too far because we actually get a pretty big moment here where um. Katsuma has like his big kind of hero moment where I mean of course because Deku, Bako, they're getting fucking washed by nine, dude. Like everybody's getting washed. Like yeah. he fucking he hits Saro so hard that he just goes like damn near flying off a cliff. Yeah, we kinda um, we kind of skip past it, but like so while you got the slice fight happening, the chimera fight happening, we kind of just talked about those individually, but while all that's going on, nine is just fucking <laughs> running through the house, like taking out he takes out Ochako, he takes out Mineta, Ojiro. Uh, yeah, and they have that really cool moment where like they kind of null like um I like how they nullify his lightning quirk. They pretty much set up Kaminari. It's like 
I do. <laughs> they pretty much use him as a lightning rod. And he's just like, and like falls over. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's super important. You pretty much took out a dude's quirk because it's like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Where all the lightning is just gonna go right to him. Yeah, one one of my big gripes here is that the kids are even out there with him. Like Deku chose for them to be out there, like so they could like, quote unquote, be like their bodyguards. But like, yeah, that's a yeah. bad move. These they should kids, have totally been in there with the rest of the kids. Yeah, should have been should have been with Coda and Sugar Rush, like protecting them. Like they yep. should have been at the very end. Um, but instead they're like out here on the battlefield and. Obviously, that's like a big liability because eventually, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's here when Nine kind of, because he he does his big lightning attack and we don't really see Midoriya and uh, Bakugo for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and that's where you see like all the other like I hate to say minor heroes, but I mean technically that's what they are. Like we see, yeah, like, we know we know who the big three are in this oh, class, man. right? It's definitely it's it's Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. They are the the they're the new big three. Yeah, and I mean, we're seeing Shoji get just, he's bleeding, he's getting ripped apart, I mean. Oh, dude, they're all just getting their shit rocked, and even like, and even when, like, they're starting to get an advantage on Nine, basically, he just kind of goes into his final form. Yeah, he's got, like, all these, like, vial things sticking off of him, and, like, anytime he, like, seems like he's gonna lose, like, one of the vials empties out, and he just powers mm-hmm. up again. Um, yeah, but now he just uses what's left. But yeah, he uh he basically grabs Mahoro and he's kind of just telling Katsuma he's like, hey, you need to get over here, otherwise I'm gonna kill your sister. You need to like give me your quirk, and um, obviously Katsuma wouldn't be to like be a hero. He like doesn't mind sacrificing his quirk because he knows he's after him, and he of course he doesn't want his sister to get killed. So he he obviously heads towards him, and uh, Nine kind of goes to reach out, and then Chris we get another one of those moments where. One of those fucking just big, just one of those big old fucking kicks right to the fucking chops, my guy. Oh, man. So good. But it's just called You'll a love smash. The big hits. It should have been called the St. Louis smash, but. I'll just get that redemption, that redemption smash. But he just says smash. And it just, no, 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 no. Should have been, should have been something. But yeah, something. anyhow, Izuku and Bakugo, they show up right in the nick of time. Um. And that's where we get revealed that Kaminari was the lightning rod to absorb the lightning attack. And, um, yeah. That... This is where they start to overpower him a little bit. And then that's when he fucking dumps off. This is where he pretty much, because they use, like, because the reason they push him to the limit is, I mean, they're hitting him with Detroit smashes and Bakugos hitting him with every goddamn explosion he can think of. And that's when and like, again, he's he's he, his, his like little outfits tore up his jackets torn so i mean like the villain's like starting to go down but we know cody because he still has a full he still has a shirt on that he has not reached his final form yet oh for sure he hasn't he, he hasn't changed colors his shoulders haven't gotten bigger his legs haven't gotten smaller his voice hasn't changed so we know he hasn't reached his final form yet I, I, I watch anime i, I know i know these things <laughs> Yeah, we've seen we've seen enough at this point. We've seen a few. Plus, we got like another twenty minutes of fighting to go. Oh, exactly. Ends. And uh, but yeah, he kind of uses the last of his fucking G fuel to <laughs> to superpower him up. And uh, that's right. He uh, now he's summoning like fucking fucking fire tornadoes <laughs> yeah, and like shit, fire dude. Fire tornadoes, is... just lightning everywhere. Like he is, like he's literally like Mother Nature, like on crack at this point and uh yeah and him and Dekugo and Bakugo get fucking wiped 
out. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, Chris, is this where we get the uh, the no good uh, <laughs> rainbow laser move? Is this where we yeah, get Yeah, it? it was actually right before they started fighting that they get the no good rainbow laser move where it's like, they start to, like, you, you see this, like, rainbow laser, and it's like, oh, shit, someone's going to get rocked right in the face. Nope, nope, nothing. It kind of just, like... Nothing, it's just like, we're going like, to hit you now. Like, his weather just, like, brushes Deku and Baku off, and I'm like, okay, we don't... Yeah. we You don't just tease us with the rainbow laser move. Like, that's that's for the you finale. You don't just simply... And it's, like, out of nowhere, rainbow. too. It's not even, like, a... It's not even, yeah, like... Yeah, it wasn't, a, like, in the first movie, right, when, like, they got the villain on the ropes... Yeah. They're they're running up, and then like All Might strikes the <laughs> the pose. You know, there's none of that in this. Yeah, it's just like it's just is... like Deku like puts his hand back, and he's like, "Oh, cowling," and you're like, "Wait, no." It's like, wait a goddamn minute! You don't just waste those. You, you get like that's a one shot deal. You don't get to do that more than once. Yeah, this is a once per season max. And uh, yep. But yeah, they're, and, they're, it doesn't work. They're not strong enough. And nine, yeah, they're getting worked by the blue eyes, white dragons, and the bullet lasers, and they're just so. This is where we get the the big moment here, Cody. Like you know, everything they've been talking about with one for all, we get this kind of like really weird moment where Deku's like, the only thing I can really do is I need to I need to give up my power. I need to I I need to I need to pass this like to Bakugo so they can both like. Basically, he needs to give a portion of all for one to Bakugo so they can both be strong enough to kill this guy. One Not kill him, all. but just to defeat him. One, one for, for all. Yeah, one for sorry. all, yeah. Uh, no, it's all right. I, I got to correct you because I know how many times I, I screw that oh. up. But, yeah. uh... And so what's funny here, Cody, the, the reason they do this, apparently from what I've read, that this like this was going to be something that, that took place at the end of the series, that this was going to be Deku transferring his power to somebody and like, a desperate last stand to save the day. Is it Bakugo? I think that'd actually be kind of cool. And because now that I think about that, who better to inherit it than Bakugo? Like the one person who like didn't think Deku was good enough is the one who's actually he it because of Deku that Bakugo does become the best hero. We're talking I don't want to go down that fan theory slippery slope there, Cody. <laughs> Stop me. Bring me back in. Reel me back in. Yeah, basically, he decides that, like, you know, we see these cool flashbacks. He's like, we believed in the same hero, you know, all this stuff, yep. like how they both looked up to All Might. That was really cool. And they kind of, like, touch fingers, and Bakugo is basically like, hey, you're, like, you know, you're going to be quirkless after this. Are you sure, like, this is what we're going to do? And it's like, they basically, yep. and then, like, Chris, from then, the, you get the song kicks in. Yeah, like this. What a good song! What oh yeah, it good, really dude, gets the, like the emotions going. It's, it dude, definitely changes the entire good. tone. Like you know, whatever villain is just absolutely fucked at this point. Oh like, yeah, no and that's chance. Pretty much what happens. Like they go ahead. No, what I really like here. This is kind of a mixed bag for me, right? I like. There's some things I like, and there's some things I don't like. Um, like the 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 actually like superhero nerd in me is like, wait a minute. Bakugo has never experienced this kind of power before. How is it just not ripping him to shreds? Now, obviously, it's fucking his arms up as he's using them. But, like, they always kept saying that, like, oh, if you use too much, it'll just it'll just blow your body away. Like, you'll just you'll just explode. And it's like, wait a minute. Now, I mean, obviously, yes, I would. And then I, I guess I kind of come back to reality or reality. And I'm like, well, you know, Bakugo at this point is a lot stronger than Deku was when he inherited the power. So maybe his body can handle a little bit more. 
Right. Yeah. That, that's what I think too. Because like he's had a quirk his a, a good majority of his life at this point. Whereas like when Deku first got it, he was quirkless. And um, yep. But man, Chris, do they go fucking ham? They hit like. A, <laughs> they do. The they like they they just they like. I think he's called. I think it's technically called Infinite Deku, is what it's called, where he has like. Mm-hmm. He's almost Super Saiyan two, pretty much. Yeah, like, and they both have like a spiky like Goku hair, and they're just oh yeah, they're both yeah, they're, full, they're both they're both full, gone they've gone ultimate man. Full blown Super Saiyan two plus Ultra, whatever you, whatever trope mm-hmm. you want to say. Um, and they both hit him with like, or they hit. What do they do? They do like a, a Detroit smash up in the air, which is basically just takes care of all the weather issues. Um, oh man, absolutely. And then we get some crazy animation where, like, you can almost hardly even see our characters at this point. They're moving so quick. Um, and they're obviously making their way to nine. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I know this Wikipedia page right here is telling a lie. Full of shit. Because it says St. Louis Smash at 100%, effectively ending the threat, which is not true. And if it's... anybody knows a St. Louis Smash, it is you. Oh, yeah. And... The pride of St. Louis himself. <laughs> but, uh,. But Deku hits him with like it we kinda get like a similar scene um where you see like the embers of all for one or one for all. Except mm-hmm. this time instead of being inside of All Might, it's inside of Deku. So like, we kinda get this last his quote unquote final smash, because at this point, like, he thinks he's Yeah, he's lose, like this is it. Lose all of his power. This is Bakugo's like time to shine. Um mm-hmm. and of course he kicks the shit out of fucking <laughs> nine and then Bakugo oh, hits him with like some super explosion attack. His big old fucking like howitzer. Yeah, this blast guy. Or... I mean, just absolutely destroys this dude. Um, yeah, like sit like pretty much like sends him flying like off the island essentially, right? Like like I want to say like down like off the island, like down the mountain into the water. Like he's fucking out of here, dude. He is out of here. Oh yeah, and. um... Yeah, then and we, we get this really cool scene as he like as he like loses consciousness, right? Like you see, like it goes back to that like ember scene where like everything starts to like you know extinguish inside of him. Yeah, and like you say, like he says like goodbye, uh, mm-hmm. one for all, and then they they both basically are knocked out and they fall to the ground and and like kind of like the threat has ended obviously and we. Like it's daylight outside. We see Hawks kind of unburying Tokiomi and mm-hmm. Mina Ashido, and then he's like, "I'm the first one here." Well, I brought one other person with me, which of course at this point we're like, "It's got to be All Might." And then we see All Might. He's kind of with... <laughs> it's got to be All Might, and we see All Might. Oh yeah, instantly I'm like, "Got to be All Might, hundred mm-hmm. percent." And um, he like wakes up Deku. Deku, of course, being the hero he is, he's like, "How's Kachan doing?" Like, and then he kind of just explains to All Might like what he had to do, that he had to pass on the quirk to, to Bakugo. And, uh... And this, and this is where, like, my big... This is the only gripe I have <laughs> with the movie, man. Like, my only major gripe. Like, boy, they spoon-feed us some bullshit here at the end, Cody. Oh, my goodness. Cause I, oh, yeah, well, you know, the transfer wasn't complete because Bakugo lost consciousness, and it really only seems like that all for one really didn't want to go, or one for all <laughs> just really didn't want to be transferred. So it's just going to stay where it's at. Well, the worst part is, like, he says, like, oh, maybe he went lost consciousness before. And then, but, like, but then he stopped. It's like they were writing the script, and then they scribbled it out, but then they still went with it, and then they came up with another excuse. And I was just like, I mean, guys, come on. What are we? 
Yeah, it's like he, there's no way he there's no way he didn't get the transfer because he was literally using it. And he was talking the whole time. He, he was like, yes. he's like, he always wins with a smile. And like they're all like hype, gassing each other up. And like, mm-hmm. there's no way Bakugo isn't knowing what he's saying this entire time. I, like, I feel like the voice actor for All Might was reading the script and didn't see the thing on the side that said, "Oh fuck, don't read that." He was like, "Uh oh." Well, on second, he had like ad lib like the second that. Well, you know, on second thought, you know, I mean, one for all can just stay there because I mean, like, look, Deku's like really trying to like be a good hero and uh, <laughs> look a rocket ship and just runs away. Yeah, because we see Deku, like, we see One for All, like, activating inside of him, and he's, like, pretty much knocked out at this point. And then, mm-hmm. like, All Might's, like, thank you. He, like, thanks, like, the previous One for All users and, like, his master. And I'm like, what? What What the fuck am I even watching at this point? Yeah, they, they re- it, it's bad. Like, you know Deku's not going to lose his power, at least not at this point. Because, I mean, it's just an animated movie. Like, you know, it's just, these are usually just yeah. side stories, but, like, they really botched the the ending here. Yeah, um, they did. They definitely botched the landing on that one. Like they, they. I mean, they still landed on their feet, but boy, did they. Uh, they rolled an ankle on the way down. <laughs> that's for sure. One hundred percent. Like, I, I. That's why I think they should have just saved this moment for, you know, like your big grand finale. Like I, I don't know how long this show's gonna go on for, but like, mm-hmm. something like this should have been saved, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, uh, you know, we get to see the villains that are, you know, the three villains get pretty much hauled away by Hawks and the police. And then we actually get to see, you know, the last thing with Nine here. He actually was knocked clean off the island and uh, popping up from, I guess technically we do get to see Kurogiri in this because he actually warps Shigaraki over to where um, Nine is. Mm. And um, Shigaraki basically just goes ahead and uh, he's like, hmm, nah, you're good. He's like, oh, you know, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't finished making his perfect society, and Shigaraki's like, yeah, whatever. Just he's like, I'll, I'll do it. Don't, I, I got, I got it from here. Don't worry, and just pretty much decays him. Yeah, Nine's like, there can only be one true master, and he's like, you're right. There can only yeah. be one. <laughs> like, Correct. You must have forgot it's who me. you were talking to. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. It just melts him away, and then, uh, you know, we kind of get like the little wrap up here for the, you know, the the class one A stays and helps, uh, you know, recover the island, or they help everybody recover. Um, they recover, you know, they help repair the damages. They pretty much, um, they pretty much just stay until it's time for them to go home. And, uh, you know, the military is obviously there to help. And we actually get a proper ending here, man. Like we actually get to see them on their boat. They're leaving. Um, and then you get kind of a little conversation with Deku and, uh, uh, Katsuki. Um, which of course it's like, uh, well, sorry, he, he talks about it. He's talking to Bakugo, saying that you know, Bakugo didn't remember anything. He, how did he not remember being gassed the fuck up with one for all? I, dude, I, it's the worst excuse I, I've probably ever heard. Yeah. Whatever, not, they're on it, the boat. They're it's, waving it's not as bad as Afro getting shocked back to life after the one guy dies in Afro Samurai yeah. Resurrection, but it, it's it's pretty much like... Yeah, it's fine. You know what? They, they they had a great floor routine. But they just they just couldn't finish the last part. It's fine. It is absolutely fine. They're on the boat. They're going home. Say goodbye, everybody. And that is the end of My Hero Academia: Two Heroes. Nope. Or Hero Rising. Hero. Sorry, Hero Rising. You see, I keep that mixed up. Two Heroes should have been the name of the second movie because Bakugo and Deku both had one for all. That's right. Absolutely. Now, sure. now you see why I'm saying the names of the movies seem mixed up. 
Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, but you know, either way, we're, we've taken we've taken care of both of these movies, Chris, and uh, absolutely. And and overall, Cody, I really really enjoyed this movie. Outside of the, I, I honestly, I was saying earlier, I give the movie like a solid like eight out of ten, and all eight of those points come from the fact that they learned from the mistakes of the first movie. Like half the class in the first movie didn't do shit. Every student did something in this movie and did something meaningful. And I think that was, that was really the heart of the story. Yeah. I do like, how, I do like how they included everybody uh, rather than just having some of them just trapped in hotel rooms. Um, it was good enough. But at the same time, I, I still, I gotta have my gripes. It's mostly about the characters, um, like decisions mm. that they made. Um, yeah. which I know we talked about a little bit like beforehand, before we started recording, yeah. like, the fact that the safety commission allowed all these UA students to be alone on this island, I was like, okay, that doesn't make much Especially sense. Especially this class, yeah, with, the, with their history. Class 1B would have been fine. They would have taken care of business here. Yeah. No big de- I mean, they probably would have got killed, but... No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but like... Um, and then like the fact that the kids were like just out running around, just playing while yeah. Deku and Baku go are fighting. Uh, yeah. Very, uh, very rough. Um, the multiple failed St. Louis smashes... <laughs> The waste, the waste of laser. The waste of the rainbow lasers, man. And I guess I guess they're calling the final hit of St. Louis Smash from Deku. Which it is, I guess. Seems real. He uses his kick, but he didn't say St. Louis. So, you, know, I, you, you, gotta, you gotta tell him where it's coming from. Right, yeah. I, from I, the heartland. Straight from the heartland. Yeah, I need to hear something. Like, straight out of Bush Stadium. Through the arch. Right. Like, <laughs> something. I need, I need Nelly to <laughs> shout it out and say it. Exactly, Chris. Um, but yeah, and but like, in all seriousness, the real gripes come down to the, like the the botched ending there. Um, yeah, that, that's really my only gripe. The, as, the... as cool as the moment is with Deku or with Bakugo getting one for all, like that's awesome. Like, I'm, yep, I'm on. But this could have like been the anime ender. Like, yep. They, I don't think they should have used it here on this. Because like, what if they try to do this again, like in the actual series somewhere down the road? Like, it's it's not going to feel right. It, it loses a lot of the impact if they want to do it a second time. Because we've seen it's one of those like Simpsons did it kind of things. It's like well, you've already done this. Like, you should mm-hmm. you should really attempt something else. But yeah, like that's really where my main gripe. And then like the fact that Baku is just like, oh, he doesn't remember it, and then Deku just has his power because the previous owners of One for All said, nah, you're it's staying with you. Yeah, it's dumb. Whatever. I thought that was really just a real like, oh fuck, we gotta we gotta figure something out. How are we gonna end this? Like, I feel like they wrote this amazing story and it was like, all right, we're gonna do this and this. Well, well, how do you end it? Uh, what? <laughs> Look, a rocket ship. But yeah, overall, I definitely enjoyed it. It's definitely worth the four dollars I spent to rent it on Amazon Prime, one hundred percent. Most certainly. Um, Most certainly. Well, Cody, with that being said, my friend, where does this? Now that we've done both my hero movies. Where do they show up on your rankings, on your movie ranking? Well, Chris, I had My Hero Academia 2 Heroes at 7th on my list out of 10. Um, I'm going to put Heroes Rising just below it, and I'm going to tell you why. Reason being, I think the story in Heroes, or in 2 Heroes, is actually better. Um, I like knowing about All Might. I I think a movie without All Might is kind of a misplay. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think any My Hero movie should just have All Might with powers, whether it's a, a flashback or something. Like, as cool as the new movie looks, like, there's no, I already know there's no All Might, most likely, outside of, like, his 
outside of small might, you know, we're not going to get mm-hmm. like the all might we all want to see. Um, but like the final battle, I, I don't think it, it doesn't quite hit as well as the one with where, uh, all might and Deku took on whatever that guy's mm-hmm. name was, whatever that villain's name was. Um, like how they're mm-hmm. all running super fast and like the pose, you got the rainbow lights, it's everything you want. Not to mention Deku knocking that one guy out of the ballpark. Oh, fuck, oh, fucking scissor hands. Like, I think that guy is... I, I was hoping he was uh, going to land somewhere on the island in this movie from that first hit. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he, he might have, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I been. think the final fight in that movie is just, just better. Even though they don't utilize the, all the characters as well, they kind of just throw them in for... You know, just so you're, you get to see your fan favorites and stuff like that. Um I do think that one actually did have a better story. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to put Heroes Rising at number 8, or I guess it'll be number... How do numbers work here? It'll be... It'll be yeah, it'll be the new number 8 on my list. So I'm going to put it right below Two Heroes. I like I do like the ending scene of Two Heroes. The All My Pose is really what puts it over the top, honestly. That's fair. Well, I'm on the complete opposite side of the fence. I put Well, I put Two Heroes... At um, right under my neighbor Totoro, which is uh, number six, I believe, on my list. Yeah, it's current. Um, yeah, currently six, and then you got you go ahead. Yep, I put yeah, I put Heroes Rising at number three. Uh, the reason I have it so high on my list, actually, it, it's actually knocked knocking on Heaven's door down a peg. And the reason I like that, um, kind of the opposite of what you said. I think we're at the point now when this movie came out in the show that. The show's all about the kids now. Like it's all about the relationships, them coming all them coming into their own. And this movie nailed that. Like I loved that I got to see every student do all of their things. And I just thought the fight scenes were excellent. The anime, it was just beautiful. Granted, yes, I think the plot was paper thin, but it's your typical superhero plot. You just want to see the heroes do their hero things. You want to see them do the thing. And in this movie, they all did the thing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, going into an anime, like, film, like, a film based off of, like, an anime series, like, we, we expect a paper-thin plot, really, at this point. Oh, 100%. Like, we um, just want to see the heroes do the things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, Chris, let's let's also go ahead, and since we kind of forgot about this last week, and uh, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and throw my hero up on our on our actual anime ranking, the, the series. Absolutely. I mean. So, movies aside, so this... we, we got that ranked up. And uh, yep. where yeah, you... well, well, before, before we'll preface it with this, obviously season five is still ongoing, and we'll get more, and we'll revisit the, we'll revisit season five once it's finished. Yeah, once um, once we got it kind of more readily available, because you know not everybody watches like Funimation like as soon as the like simulcast goes live, like exactly. Not everybody's watching, you know, Saturday morning My Hero Academia. I am, but <laughs> I, I I've stalled for a little bit just because. I do want to be able to binge a few episodes, and it seems like season five is actually off to a bit of a slow start, but it's okay. Yeah, so once that's fully out and about, we'll definitely, that'll be the, our, our main priority at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you well, know. Cody, where, where's, it at on, well, where's it at on your list? Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's not keep the people waiting. Where is My Hero Academia ranking on your list? Ah, oh, Chris, this is tough. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to put it. Oh man, it's I've de- got like a firm grip on my table, so I don't <laughs> flip it when you say when you put it as low as I think you're gonna put it. It's really 
the, the tough spots is when it's by Cowboy Bebop in Castlevania. Um, no, that's very true. I think I'm going to put it at number three for now. Okay. Um, I can live with that. Obviously, its story blows Cowboy Bebop away. Um, but Yo, Cowboy Bebop, it's kind of tough to... It's one of those ones that it's... It's kind of hard to knock down. Some of its parts. You know what I mean? It's the sum of its parts. Like, I think when we go back and we look at our rankings after we do, like, our year episode, Mm -hmm. I think we need to... Like, I think I'm going to start watching Shamara Shampoo again because I really think I need to give this this show another... A fair fair shake. I think we were a little too hard on it. Mm -hmm. And it basically has as thin of a story as Cowboy Bebop does, and we love Cowboy Bebop. So I think... Um, but with, yeah. all, with all that being said, I think My Hero is at least, at a bare minimum, top five. I'm going to put it at number three for now. We'll see what Castlevania Season 4 can do. Because mm-hmm. um, Castlevania Season 2 was really my, my favorite season. Um, mm-hmm. Season 3 was cool, but you know you didn't have the gang all together. You didn't have Alucard yep. with with Sypha and with Trevor. So we'll, we'll yeah, have Season to... 3 was definitely a tee-up kind of season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw My Hero Academia at number three. Well, Cody, I'm going to go ahead and put this one at the tippy top. Um, obviously, I made no bones about it when we started this podcast that My Hero Academia has become my favorite show. Um, and a lot of it is because of what we talked about last week when we were going over the second half of season four. There's just something about this show that hooked me. It got me back into anime. Mm-hmm. Um like, I love the characters. I, and I, I'm a big superhero guy, man. I grew up reading comic books. I grew, you know, I love the Marvel movies, you know. Co- you know, comic books was something that um, I got, like, inherit, inherited from my dad. Like, he was, he had trash bags of comic books that he just gave me. So I've very been, been very entrenched in superhero and superhero lore and culture since I was a kid. And I'm talking, like, the 80s. You know, when a lot of these like like Daredevil and, you know, Teen Titans, when this stuff was really kind of hitting its, its prime and it's something that's always stuck with me. So and I saw like to me, this is like the first anime that's ever done like superheroes justice. Like I always I, I always call it X-Men for weebs because it's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I love the world building. I love how unique all the characters are. And I think what really makes it great is that every character gets a chance to do something meaningful. There's no Yamcha in this show, right? Like, there's no, there's no fucking... I'm trying to think of another anime with, like, a semi-throwaway character, right? Half stick- of the cast of fucking One Piece. You know, there's no <laughs> bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Like, all these characters mean something, and we're, we're watching them grow as the show progresses. And that storytelling, and then, of course, those fucking moments, dude, this show has, like... This show has taken like those Dragon Ball moments where like Goku shows up and just starts yelling and turns gold and blue or whatever color, whatever flavor he is this week, and just made those moments better. Yeah, I, I definitely, so it's, it's I definitely cool agree. One. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of those points. That like this show definitely hits some really like hits some emotions, honestly. Which yeah, it does. As I look at this list that we have here, um, there's not much of that. You know, we obviously had yeah. like the Japan sinks moment. With the mm-hmm. dad digging the hole, man, what a what a tough that show was so good. Holy like, shit, that outs- show was so good. Outside of that, there isn't really much emotional, like, yeah, moments. I mean, yeah, that Death, Death Grave no- of the Fireflies. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the animes. Yeah, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother level. Um, <laughs> that's just heartbreak. Um, but like, 
like Death Note, that, there's no emotional moments really. Um, it's more I'm just into detective stuff, so that's why I really enjoyed yeah, that. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but like besides Japan Sinks, like my hero is really the one that like comes to mind when you think of like something that triggers like an emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. Now, I mean, who knows what Castlevania Season 4 is going to bring, because I may jump out of my fucking chair and be like, get him! You know what I mean? Like like an old like an old grandpa watching wrestling. Yeah, I think it has the potential to, to pass My Hero, but of course we got more My Hero on the way. Castlevania's coming to a close with this season, so we'll just have yep, to see. And I know, well, and My Hero's also getting ready to hit like some of its best stuff. Yeah, so like so it, it could like... very easily pass Cowboy Bebop. I think, I mean... We, it's tough, man. It's going to get tough with some of these rankings on some of these shows we're going to be watching. Because... The, the top spots are going to get real tight. And, yeah. um... No, go ahead, please. No, I'm just looking at our list. Like, Chris, they, I mean, it, it's tough. Like, Helsing Ultimate Up is, like, nothing but gas. Or I guess on your list it would be Death Note Up, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, um... Like Chris, I, I not to, not to get sidetracked, but Chris, I couldn't tell you a single thing that fucking happened in Blood of Zeus. I don't remember a damn thing about that shit. Uh, because because it's like we've just been watching nothing but gasoline. It's, it's just been outclassed <laughs> by everything else that's going on. Yeah, like and and I think that show's getting a second season on the way. So yeah, you know, it's just it, it, it. There's just so much good shows to watch, and we're only we've only and, just and we haven't the, even. Well, yeah, we haven't even gotten to shit like Full Metal Alchemist yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Which is a snap to the top on my list, I think. Oh, it's going to be way the fuck up there. That's going to be a that's gonna be a one that, yeah, it's just going to catapult to like one, two, three, yeah, not one, but like two, three, four easily. And I'm speaking you know? of, of Brotherhood, of course. As much as I, oh, like the, I like the original, Brotherhood is just... Superior in every way. Um, but but before, like, with all that being said, Chris, it's time, finally... After weeks and weeks, it's time for us to bring up a new poll. A fresh poll. Now, again, obviously, next week we're covering season four of Castlevania. I can't wait. We yeah, that's so. That's and th- th- what we're doing, Cody. Again, I'm kind of stammering here, but because Castlevania season four is probably going to be a really tough act to follow, we're just going to cover another movie after Castlevania. So right. go ahead and read off those uh, those nominations we got this week. All right. Well, Chris, the first one. Of course, you you've suggested this. I think we, you actually threw this on the poll before. Um, I did, and I've never heard of it until you mentioned it, and that's Project Aiko. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be my first one for ones that I haven't seen, and for the one that mm-hmm. I have seen, I'm gonna go with Street Fighter II, the animated film, the 1994. Um, I have seen this, but dude, it's been a long time. Dude, like, yeah, the Chun Li shower scene changed my life. <laughs> I That's remember, the day I became a man. <laughs> I remember I watched this, and I watched, like, the Street Fighter 2. I want to say it's called Alpha. Whatever animated mm. series there were, there's a couple different ones. I kind of just watched a whole section of Street Fighter animated stuff, like anything I could find. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I even watched, like, the Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter movie, <laughs> which, I mean, I, I really suggest everybody watches at some point in their life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, like, yeah. I almost feel like if Street Fighter 2 wins... We should almost like feel obligated to watch that, or at least like I don't know, maybe not. That that's just too much. I think we'll have like a, our Street Fighter of the month or something. <laughs> oh man, yes, absolutely. Um, cool. but yeah, but yeah, those are my choices: Street Fighter Two, the animated film, and Project Eco. What about you, Chris? 
Nice. So I nominated uh, this one. I've nominated before. Both of these are ones that I've seen, um, but I think they're definitely worth sharing. Uh, Jinro, the Wolf Brigade is another one that I shared um, or one that I nominated before. This is a just a fantastic, grounded, down to earth, like thriller type movie. It's really, really good. Like mm-hmm. a lot of political intrigue and it's just a really, really good movie. Um, and also, if that one wins, there is a live-action version of it on Netflix that I think we should cover. Um, and then my other one is one of my all-time favorites, and that is Vampire Hunter D. Oh, man, this was – Vampire Hunter D was – it was one of my – one of the first – and it, it was that it was that first – it was on that um that first, like, anime, like, festival they did on Sci-Fi Channel. The, fir- the three movies were, uh, were um, Robot Carnival – Lensman and Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D, that's another movie that like changed my life. I was just like, what is this? I've <laughs> never seen anything like this before. Immediately fell in love with it. Yeah, and, I think... and... Oh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say if that one wins, we are gonna cover the phenomenal, the phenomenal one of like my top five favorite anime movies of all time. It might actually be one of my top five movies of all time, and that is Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Yep, that's what exactly what I was about to say is if either one of your choices wins, we're gonna be actually be covering at least at least two films. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that that'll be our poll. If you guys want to vote on that, you can of course go to our Twitter page at Shonen and Suds. I'll probably make a post on the Facebook as well, just so mm-hmm. Just so we don't split up the audience, if you guys want to double vote, you can comment there. You can vote on Twitter. Uh, just because Facebook still won't let us create polls for some reason. But, uh, yeah, those will be our, our next choices. And, uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to any of those winning, Chris. Because I haven't seen the Street Fighter film hey. in, in ages. And I haven't seen any of the other films. <laughs> Project Aiko was a fun movie. That, think, was, that was like in the second crop because like Sci-Fi Channel every year did like an anime mu- uh, movie festival. Project Aiko was in the second group of like the, the second year with like eight, it was like eight man after. Um, I know I saw, I don't know when this was, but I Ninja Scroll I saw on Sci-Fi the first Yeah, time that was like it. the third or fourth one, the f- third or fourth year that they did it because they started doing it every year. Oh, second year was um, fuck, I, I, I just, I just said it, it was eight man. It was Kashan robot hunter, eight man after and project Aiko. Okay. Interesting. I remember like Anna Mondays a long time ago. Yeah. Sci-fi. Any way I could watch anime back in the day before. I think Kashan robot hunter is another great movie. Fuck. I forgot all about that one until just now. We'll have to make a note of that and throw it on a future poll. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very much like Matrix style movie where like pretty much humanity's been enslaved by robots because there was like robots were created, they were treated as you know the classic, they're second class citizens, um, but then they go ahead and eventually rise up against their human masters. A little iRobot action. That's probably a very bad, much so. probably a bad comparison. It's probably way better than iRobot. Oh, it's it's in that same vein, um, yeah. but um, no, it's definitely a oh man, what a great movie. Yeah, we'll definitely have to save that one for a future poll. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Chris, that's that's all I got for this week, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to dive into Castlevania. I'm literally gonna press play. Yeah, I am like I'm literally standing up, <laughs> inching closer to my recliner. So yeah, I am ready to hop on the TV, hop on the Netflix, and just plow through some season four of Castlevania. Yep, 
And uh, so we hope you guys will watch along with us, of course. Um, Castlevania Season 4, out now on Netflix. And uh, we will see you guys next... Good night, everybody. That's right, guys. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. Thank you once again. You can play me off anytime, Cody.